Hello, Business Wilderness listeners. I firstly want to thank you all for being such amazing listeners and followers of the show. Secondly, I have a very small request from you guys. I'd love it if you guys could leave us a review and leave us some feedback on iTunes. It will absolutely help us improve the show and produce a better show week in, week out. Thank you once again for being such amazing listeners. You are listening to The Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Amr Ahuli and today I have a very special guest with me, Miss Marta Grutka or Grutka. Once again, I probably said it wrong. But anyway, welcome. How are you? It's beautiful. Hey, I'm well and that's beautiful. You can say it however you want. Grutka is the way we say it, but many people say Grutka, so you're fine. Thank you very much, Marta. Thank you. Uh, so, Marta, take me back in time. Where did it all begin for you? Ah, well, it all began in Syracuse, New York, in a very snowy, snowy place where from a very little age, I was uh, kind of driven to try to escape. <laughs> um, it, it, it was um, really amazing. The other day, I was telling someone about kind of my foundational years, and it was definitely growing up in upstate New York, um, you know, kind of put you, made you a survivor on the one hand, and also, you know, kind of planted seeds for me personally. And to go out and see the rest of the world. So, um, you know, what I do today is really uh, bring that passion for international uh, communication and understanding and collaboration to the forefront. And I've been lucky enough to have a very global career that's taken me all around the world. Um, so, so that's the short answer to your question. I'm happy to give more details. Well, for those that don't know what you do, what are you currently doing, Matt? And what have you always done? Yeah, well, what I've done throughout my career has, you know, as I said, it's always had an international bent to it. And then really the the forte and expertise has been anything to do with communications, Um, online, offline, marketing, communications. You know, a lot of the things that we're doing today, I was part of the foundational teams um, back in the early days of America Online uh, in the late 90s when we were creating a lot of the new uh platforms and devices and technologies and concepts that we're using today. So global has been one theme and then communications has been the strong other. And what I do today is advise companies on how to take their businesses and their companies around the world and do it in a way where all of their communications and brand activities support their business success. So take me back to those, those early days offline. How have things changed? What, what challenges did you guys used to face that technology really, really solved for you? Um, well, I think, you know, I'll actually take it back online to, you know, again, the early days of when we were creating some of the, the d- digital concepts that exist today. I think, you know, one thing that people, their eyes light up when I explain to them is we used to, you know, before Google, for instance, (laughs) you had to actually search the web in different ways and go out and curate and find or create whatever was missing. So, you know, even if I look at something that we now take so for granted, you know, you can just Google it and find an answer to almost any question. 
you know, back then we were literally more old school where you had to either look it up at a library or you had to even on the online kind of rely on communities and people who were early adopters to find whatever it was you were looking for. So that's a very, you know, easy and and small example perhaps, but sometimes it is quite remarkable to really look at the velocity through which some of these things that we now just absolutely um, use in our everyday language and we take it so for granted that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago absolutely didn't exist. One of the most common problems we come across dealing with our digital marketing clients week in, week out is they have a social media following, but they don't know how to monetize and engage their following. Well, the Business Wilderness can absolutely help you guys monetize and engage your audience week in, week out. We have done so from organizations that employ 50 people, 100 people, 200 people. We can absolutely help you and guide you through the process of building an engaged following and a following that you could monetize from. If you are interested, please visit our page www.businesswilderness.com forward slash free consult or send through an email to me personally at ahmad at businesswilderness.com. Back to the show. Okay, awesome. So what are, so what would you say? You've, you've come online now. What were some of the challenges in those early days when Google did come and you had all these other, 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 other resources? Well, I don't know if the other resources really kind of created challenges. I think what I see happening now is the Googles and the Facebooks and all of that have put an emphasis on what I would consider to be perhaps the wrong things. So I think, you know, a lot of what we see happening now in communications is it's an overcluttered market. I would almost say uh, a polluted market. And the focus is on driving eyeballs <laughs> and yeah. advertising models that really kind of, you know, create a lot of chaos where when we first started think, you know, started thinking about this, it really was to elegantly bring people together and solve real world challenges, um, foster uh communities and understanding. And now I think, you know, we see taken to the extreme with people kind of chasing eyeballs and chasing how to make money, money, money. Um, you know, you've got a, some strange solutions that don't really add up to a lot of value and people are tuning out as a result. Okay. Makes a lot of sense because the, um, the feeds nowadays, nowadays are absolutely flooded. Hence that last algorithm change with Facebook and many other platforms um, also made a few a few changes uh, because otherwise, you know, when things start to appear too much, there's there's no more value really. Um, no more value, and yeah. and also a very bad, a poor experience. You know, if I am in Melbourne and I'm trying to find your company, and I Google and I look for you, and then you know your competitors have you know paid money to show up first, and I can't find you after going through like three pages, it just, it's nonsensical anymore. You know, it's gotten to a point where anyone can say anything yeah. to be placed. Um, and it's not that there's not a lot of great people out there, but it really hides the very genuine, sincere, um, and important businesses and people who, who makes it harder for them to be heard. Okay. You made a very good point there. How do we overcome these challenges? 
Well, I think people are taking matters into their own hands, and it's kind of ironic that things are kind of coming back full circle. Um, I'll give you an example from the United States. One of my uh, longtime peers and and friends um, who I met at America Online, he's a venture capitalist who has gone on to create different businesses since then. Um, And he's created a a new platform that's called Pebble Post. And it actually, ironically, solves the challenge that now in the advertising space, brands are having such a hard time getting through to people um, online that he has created a programmatic model that allows direct mail (laughs) to be more effective and more meaningful. So it actually, you know, leverages algorithms and and finds people what they're doing online and then delivers very elegant and very high end promotions to their door. um, Hard copy, kind of old school, like you said before, and and puts it in the hands of people. And they're finding that that's becoming uh, that high touch approach has become more successful than the online uh, model now in terms of advertising. So that's specifically talking about advertising. Um, and I think it's just interesting. It's like everything old has become new again. Wow. Um, and it does make sense. <laughs> it's just amazing how the way things just, just go around in circles. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And I think, again, I think one of the core points that you and I had talked about earlier was just this idea of if you're doing anything, quote unquote, in digital, you still have to remember that there's people on the other end. Absolutely. And And, you know, just thinking about digital, you know, from a data driven perspective, I find that people make a lot of assumptions um, about how they interpret that data that really have nothing to do with real people in the world living their lives. I literally just got out of a meeting and we had the same conversation. The individual, a company asked me, how do you go about your marketing structure, your marketing strategy and, and implementation and so on? I said, I go about it by being human. They looked at me like, what the hell? I go, yes, I go about it by being human. Understanding the human behavior, understanding my consumer, understanding my audience, and being at the right place at the right time in front of the, the right eyes. Um, and, and I basically said to them, I said, the biggest issue nowadays is people are selling and marketing to robots. They're forgetting the whole human aspect. So... Crazy. Well, and I, and I think that you also said an important word. You know, when I was back in the United States a few years ago, um, I really shied away from positioning myself as a quote unquote marketer because that sales focus, that sales emphasis um, to me was not really where I wanted to be seen. And I do find, you know, we're always selling ourselves, you know, in some way, even in our you know, personal and intimate relationships, we're, we're influencing people. And so there's always a level of, you know, sales that's going on. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, sales definitely has its place. But when that is actually the focus, you want to sell something to someone, it's a very different conversation than really trying to create value or collaborate or co-create something that is actually meaningful. So I think even taking that posture and thinking about sales um, to me is something that I advise companies to think differently about. I really love the idea of having meaningful relationships that are actually transformational in nature as opposed to transactional in nature. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where so many companies are missing the point. And the ones that do get it are the ones that are really standing out, like, you know, Amazon. The biggest, the biggest, um, the most important thing to them is, is, is the consumer. They, the consumer is king. They've got so many resources. 
so many different places they can go to nowadays and if they're not treated the way they think they should be treated they're just going to go elsewhere but anyway um okay moving on uh where do you see things moving forward mara where where are we going in this jungle i mean things are so crazy there's technologies coming up everywhere ai vr ar every day somebody new company specializing in this and that and so on and so on where are we going well, I hope where we're going is by looking at, you know, the bigger picture, real global issues. And again, that's what really lights me up is, you know, if, if you're looking at just the common, the commonalities of what people desire in their lives, what we're all seeking in the world, the big picture, you know, problems that we're facing from a macroeconomic level, you know, in, from whether it be the environment or education, et cetera you know, that you, we really start to kind of think we have so much possibilities, it's so exciting, these technologies. But if you're going to use AI and VR just to sell somebody something and create a new app that is like, hey, you know, I'm in Melbourne, let me see what Ahmed's doing. And I want to, you know, follow Ahmed around on my new app. I'm not sure that's the most meaningful, you know, meaningful way that we could be thinking about these things. I'd rather people, I hope, you know, customers, people are taking a stand and now they're, they're voting with their conscience. I think that you're seeing people say, no, we won't participate in that. We, we, we want companies to stand for something. We want people to, um, you know, contribute to the higher good for all of us. And what I think could be exciting if we choose it is for us to start thinking about how do we use all of this instant you know, exposure to the best ideas, the best people, the best talent, the best technologies, how do we leverage that in a way that really serves humanity, you know, and that I don't, I'm not precious at, at all about that when I say that. I think that we really have a choice point now where we can keep buying into more clutter and garbage um, and meanness and all of that, or we end salesiness and seeing each other as commodities or we can start really kind of co-creating, you know, um, real, real products, services, and solutions that make the world better for all of us. Absolutely, and that should be the um, the the motivation for most companies, if if not all, making this this world a better place. But um, you currently or or have for a long time helped companies. Uh, really go a global and establish a, a global footprint. Um, yes. What's what are the, some of the most common uh, not issues? Some of the most common difficulties that these companies find hard to absorb when it's time to to go to go a global. Yeah, I think that there's a few that I've um, I personally have been blessed to be able to kind of play in. And one is this, how do you leverage the digital technologies and communications to really, you know, unite teams around a shared vision. So everything we've been talking about in and of itself is a real uh, challenge that companies face when they're starting to, you know, go bigger and want to influence and shape um, teams around the world. So how do you collaborate together? How do you get people, you know, singing the same song? That's one uh, issue in and of itself. Obviously, then, from a commercial standpoint, there's also very real issues where politics and legislation aren't maybe keeping up with the pace of technology and people's appetite. So that could be anything from intellectual property protection 
um, and brand protection. You know, how do you put out a product in a new market without it being pirated all over the place? Um, as well as then even the talent management side. Um, so I've worked a lot with clients in that that space as well, and getting people up to speed so that if you have an amazing idea, and really training them to deliver those ideas in a way that is relevant and at a high quality, consistent around the world. I would say that those are the three, you know, some of the three top challenges right now. So reputation management, talent management, and IPR protection. Awesome. Awesome. And that, that makes total sense because we're seeing, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing things like this happen. Like I was involved in a company that, didn't have rights to their own name on the, on this side of the world. I was thinking, well, you know, such basic fun, fun, fundamental things that you would have thought every company would go and look and cover their basis, but some companies just don't. So, well, well, they do. They may or may not, but it actually ties into the first part of the conversation. What I see happening now that I find just absolutely remarkable is that there are those groups that are making their livelihood by just buying up keywords and buying up brand names and, um, you know, kind of taking other people's ideas and, you know, kind of monetizing it, saying, hey, you know, we realize you're setting up this company. They, they actually see a company setting up. And then they'll actually go and replicate or buy out the name just so that they then can hopefully try to get a profit from the company that originally set up that name. So I see that happen quite a lot. And it goes back to the first conversation, which is, to me, where it gets all very, very curious. (laughs) You know, um, it's it's literally, you know, we're talking about fake news a lot, but there's also fake businesses. There's fake um, business models that have kind of come out of nowhere um, based on the fact that people can take advantage because all of the information is available online. Wow. Amazing. Crazy stuff. Um, okay. Let's go back in time. Let's go back through through the journey you, you've been in. I'm sure it's been a hell of a ride. What's what's some things that if you if I said to you, Marta, you can go back in time now, you, you would actually change them and do differently? You know, that's an interesting one um, because I actually, you know, believe that we all, whatever choices you make, there's always lessons to be learned, right? Um, you know, there was a period of my life where I questioned my my uh, decision to first go to Asia and to, to get out of digital media and entertainment. Um, you know, however, I would never regret that choice now, for not for a million years. I would definitely say that in my entrepreneurial um, phase of my career, I learned every lesson. <laughs> so I definitely have a lot to share for startups that are going out there and kind of doing things, you know, on their own. You know, I definitely bootstrapped my own company. I paid other people more than I paid myself. I, you know, took on, you know, projects uh, that weren't in alignment with really maybe my core values or whatever. So I think, you know, on that alone, I probably will at some point go, you know, teach a course. But really, there's there's nothing that I would do different um, from this this point in time other than as a brand specialist myself, I have been behind the scenes promoting other people. And it's only been recently that I've been promoting myself. I think that I probably would have taken my own medicine a lot sooner to be able to kind of have a bigger impact sooner, um, which is really what I would desire for the next phase of my career. Wow. 
makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole doctor, doctor heal thyself. You yeah. do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, you mentioned startups. Now, we've, we've yeah. got a few that listen to this show. Um, what advice could, could you give startups, those that are really trying to establish their brand and really make noise on the scene? I think that um, I would echo something that you started to say earlier in a different context about, you know, protecting your, your, your name and all of that. I think I find over and over again, people have beautiful intentions and they come up with an idea and they think it's something that no one's ever seen before. Um, and I really would make sure that you sanity check that. Um, I see it time and time again. And one of the benefits of the perspective that I have is I have kind of gotten around, <laughs> you know, I've, I've worked across geographies and industries and I, I'm very, very blessed with that perspective. And I recognize that not everyone has that. And yet at the same time, it still surprises me when I see some of these startups and they, they come up with an idea and they are so sincere in it. And actually it's something that other people are doing 10 times better. It's been done a million times or it's not even relevant um, anymore. Um, so I think, again, you know, it's really making sure that from a business standpoint, you have done just that basic market research and not just with your friends. Wow. Absolutely. Key. Important. Okay. Nice. Um, Mara, you've been, you've been absolutely amazing, insightful, shared some, some great advice. I'm sure people are going to go back and listen to this and it is going to make a difference to many, many companies. Um, before I let you go, where can we find you online? You can find me at uh, www.mglobaladvisory.com. Awesome. Thank you very much, Marta. Thank you for joining me on the Business Wilderness. Thank you so much. See you soon. Welcome. Goodbye. You are listening to the Business Wilderness, the voice of entrepreneurs.